Okay. So this is a uh, actually it's a yechidus. Now the Rebbe said to the guest who came Pesach, Tashinun Alav. So this was shortly after shortly after Purim, when the Persian Gulf War ended, and the Rebbe repeatedly said that the, the Persian Gulf War was a nest, a miracle, not stam a miracle. It's one of the miracles that we were promised that um, that behestas. This is one of those wonders, not stam. But it happened in such a way that if people don't pay attention, you don't, you don't really get it. But really, it was an it, incredible uh, miracle. Are you saying it besieged Mashiach? Yeah, yeah. And in this sikha, the Rebbe is going to talk a little bit how big of a miracle was, even bigger than the miracle of Purim, the Rebbe is going to say. But I just want to say that I, I, I looked it up because I wanted to see. So, you know, what even America, what did America expect this war to be? What was supposed to happen? So I'm reading here from a report in one of the newspapers that America prepared, this is what they write, 18,000 hospital beds, 65 facilities, staffed by 41 medical professional people to handle the heavy flow of casualties. America. America. And they expected, Rahman has done 20,000 casualties, besides wounded and everything else. Lepeo, there were only 147 people, every person's Ayla Mali, but 147 people killed and 357 people wounded. They expected 20,000. So that's one thing. The other big part of the miracle was that Apiteva, he had chemical warheads. Mm-hmm. Chemical warheads, the damage it can do is Rahman al Islam. So I saw articles, everyone's trying to understand why didn't he use it. And not only that, when America went in, they took away computers, they took away a lot of equipment, and they found tapes of his meetings. And they found a tape of a meeting that was literally, Mamish, a few days before the attack, where he's giving clear instructions that if things go bad, use chemical warheads. So they still don't know, they can only guess why they didn't use chemical warheads. So why? It was an S. Was the yes. That was the nest. That was the nest. Yeah. If Chas we use that on Eretz Yisrael, the gas masks weren't weren't going to be enough. And maybe the Rachman of Islam, what would have been? So there was big nisim here, and that's the little bit that we know. And what we know is going on down here. We don't know what was going on up there. So the Rebbe is telling us what big of a nisim was. What did the Americans was. say that uh, that happened at that time? Why, why didn't you use Kimmel? Why didn't you use Kimmel? They, they, they have like four different, uh, four different assumptions. Smart. Yeah, different smartest. They can't figure it out. Because he used it before. He used it on his own enemies. What was his issue? Okay, so let's start. Bamdeinu b'smichas l'siyem chedesh nisan chedesh agula. This sicha is Chov Vav Nisan. This is two days before the famous sicha of Chov Ches Nisan. The whole month is defined by Pesach. It's a month we thank and we praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu for the Nisim that he did when Adam Mitzrayim. So therefore, it's appropriate to dwell on the Nisim and the Flois that have been happening and are happening in this year and in this very time right now, this Tukuf, in this era. 
הנהגה הניסלי של הקדוש ברוך הוא, ויציאס בני ישראל מעבדוס לחירוס, ונאבשת תוקס אדם מצרים, from עבדוס, from slavery to freedom, ויציאס מצרים, איננו דובר חד פומי. It's not just a one-time thing. שאירו רק עוז, that happened only then. אלא בכל דור ודור, ובכל יום ויום, חי ואדם לירס את עצמי, כאילו יוצא היום ממצרים. In the Haggadah it says Bechol Der Vader In the Alter Rebbe And Tanya says It means in every generation But it means in every generation Every day I should envision myself As if one out of Mitzrayim V'achshe zem izbate B'maise b'peil B'leila seder And that has to be expressed In the way we eat And sit by the seder That you're supposed to sit B'seba derecheros In fact you're not Yoyt to the matzah And you're not yet to the Dalit Kaisa if you weren't by a Seba. Is he saying show. here that Kheros uh, means uh, to be free every day? Every day has to be, uh, we're reliving this Indian of, of what's, going... What's, what's the difference here? What? Pesach Seder. Pesach, uh, Pesach Seder is the day of the year that you, your whole focus is on that. And during the year, it's not the whole focus. But the Pesach Seder is supposed to give us Kayach. to experience this union of freedom, cheres, kolashana kula. One more question. The freedom, the way you experience, is that, is that the gula or not? It's, it's a gula on a smaller scale. In a small scale. And the gula we all experience on a small scale ultimately brings the gula on a, on a large scale. K'vishemru ba'agodosh al-Pesach, as we say in the Agodosh al-Pesach, lo'yis ha'vesenu bubad gol ha'kodosh baruchu. I should have said clearly what sikha this is. This is the sikha... which was said in Yechidus, Tuesday night, Chov Vav Nisan. That Wednesday was Chov Vav Nisan, and this was Yechidus for the guests that came back, and it's in the Sefer HaSichas of Tavshin Nunal. So in the Agadah we say, Lo Yisavaseinu Vavad Gola Kodosh Baruch Hu Mitzrayim. The Eibishter didn't just take out our ancestors. Elafei Sonu Gola, he took us out with them. And Lefikach Anachnu Chayovim Lohedois Olahalom. So therefore, we have to praise Hashem. What does it mean that we, they took us out? We weren't there. Oh, so that's what I was explaining. Number one, because of them, we got out. But it also means that really each one of us should be experiencing and, and noticing the ghoul in their personal life. So in other words, they got out. So that's why we're free now. Right, right. Right. <laughs> Yogi and the Simcha, Veshiba the Gula, took us out of Shiba to Gula. Veseim is there. Not only we're free because of them, but Gula's Mitzrayim, Poschos Adarach. When we went out of Mitzrayim, that was like opening the door, opening a gateway. The Nosnos HaKayach Lecheres HaGula. This gave the Kayach for the future that we could experience Gula by Phenisi. In other words, Yidin, throughout the thousands of years of Golos, had many miracles that happened to them. They were saved from this government and that government. We had Nezdag, Rachman al-Zan, Tamendus Tzaris. But there were also many miracles. All the miracles that happened throughout the days and all the times was all the Kayach for it, and the beginning was when we went out of Mitzrayim, those Nisim. Golos Mitzrayim, Yapsicha, V'Hascholah, V'Kolelus, Kolel Gula. Gulas Mitzrayim was the opening and the beginning and includes in it all the future smaller experiences the, of Gulas. The Pesucha means it's all, it makes it easier. Yeah, right. The Rebbe brings the Rashi 
that sometimes when we use the word Geula, even in Shemnesim, when we say Gal Yisrael, it's not only talking about the Geula out of the general Galus, but personal Galus, a Yid is being persecuted by, by a guy, by a Gaiusha government, someone, they're running after him, they're trying to put him into jail, they're trying to make a pogrom in the city, and we get saved, that's Gula on a smaller scale. And all that really comes as a result of the Gula of Mitzrayim. Even the Gula through Mashiach, which is going to be, you know, incredible miracles, that's what it says. That's what we say in one Hemshech. In other words, even the Gula of the future Gulas through Mashiach also is a result of the Gulas Mitzrayim. But if we're supposed to, every day we're supposed to realize the Gula is coming. How we, we, we say here that we go, that the miracles are going to be greater than this triumph. Right, but even if it's greater, so but, that, but the a, opening door... No, we're just saying the opening door for all the miracles, even the miracles of Mashiach, is in, in when we went out of Mitzrayim. That, that opened the door, and from then started all the miracles. In Chassidus, there's a concept that in order for something to happen, the, the first the thing, when, when it first starts, that gives the kaya for everything that comes later. For example, Chanuk is a Mishkan, right? So for 12 days, there was, every Nasi brought a carbon. And why would he 12? What's Chanuk is a Mishkan mean? It means that everything that's going to happen in the Mishkan, and everything that's going to happen in the future, Mishkan Shilat, and everything that's going to happen in the first base of English, the second base of English, the third base of English, it's all a result of what happened those 12 days. That, that opened the gate. Once the gates are open, everything can come flowing. Same thing with Avramavinu, you know, the famous question. Why does we? Why do we um, we make such a big commotion out of Abraham Avinu's mysterious nefesh that he brought Yitzchak to the Akeda? Abraham Avinu almost did it, but he didn't actually do it. And throughout the ages, there are many Yidden that actually, physically, literally gave up their lives. And not only that, people gave up their children's lives. And Abraham Avinu was a navi. He spoke. The Abishah spoke to him. The other people were regular people. They didn't hear Nebuah. Hannah and her seven sons. She gave up the lives of seven children. So why do we attribute so much to the Akedah when it was only one event and it was almost, it didn't really happen. It almost happened. So the way it's explained in Chassidus is that even though that was uh, an event that was a Nabi and he heard it from Hashem, but nevertheless, he opened the door for Messias Nefesh. Once he opened that door and that gateway, now it's easy for others to do it. And the Rebbe always tells the story that uh, the Beis Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Karay, was once struggling with something that he was learning. He had questions, didn't know the answer. And he spent, I think it says, a few days thinking about it. And Rabbi Yosef Karay was, was, was the one who he was. He was a big tzaddik, going, he was... Uh, his brilliance was beyond any, anything we can possibly comprehend, and he took him days to figure it out. Finally, he figured it out. Very happy. And then, he, when he goes to shul, he hears someone who's giving a shir. That person was compared to him as simple magid shir. Not at all like the kind of giant that he was. Someone asked him the question. He thought for a second, and he gave the answer. So he was like, 
beside himself. That means there's something very wrong with him. If this person could have thought of the answer, one, two, three, how come it took him so much time to think of the answer? So he felt there must have been something spiritually wrong with him that took him so long. <coughs> he lived in Tzvast, so he went to the Arizal. And he asked the Arizal what to make of it. So the Arizal said, no, it's not because Chas Hashem had anything wrong with you. This was a new Indian and Torah that was never revealed in this world yet. And you were the first one to bring it down. Once you brought it down into the world, now it's easy for anyone else to have access to it. So it's like, no one can get through because there's a wall blocking. I have the Berlin Wall, you can't go from here to there, there's a wall blocking. And you can knock and hack, you just can't go through. And then comes a time where the wall is broken down, and now everybody goes back and forth and says, what, what was so hard 10 years ago, 20 years ago, look, we're going through. Yeah, welcome. After the wall came down, everybody can go through. So, same thing here. Anything, uh, that when it's first, it means you have to break a certain barrier for this to happen. Once the barrier is down and the opening is open, now everything, everyone could come. So, Yitzis Mitzrayim was breaking the barriers for big miracles to happen to bring Geula. Once that door got open, now that's the source of all the other Geulas. Api, Omer Le'el, based on this, moving it's understood... Being that in every generation we're supposed to envision ourselves as if we're going out of Mitzrayim, and Yitzis Mitzrayim is the beginning and it includes all the goals of the future. So therefore, Ayidei his bonus by Nisim by Nefloiz Yitzis Mitzrayim by looking into the miracles that happened where Mitzrayim, Efshelirays Echshem Shtakfim Bechol Der Bechol Yom Yom that those miracles, they reflect in the little miracles, comparatively speaking, that happen every day, and in the miracles that are happening now, through the Eid like it says in the Agoda, that there are those that, and even the miracles of Agula Mitzvah Shleima, that in many ways, they're similar, and they reflect the Nisim of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. We see that a lot of things that are going to happen, when Mashiach comes, are similar so when they went out of Mitzrayim. Why? Because in essence, it's a continuation. It's not two separate things. Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim was the beginning, and when Mashiach comes, is going to be the end. What's similar? We find that the miracles that happen in Mitzrayim, and the miracles that are going to happen when, when Mashiach comes, oh, yeah. in many ways are similar, and in some ways are different. They'll be much greater. For example, when the Yidin went out of Mitzrayim, the sea split. It says, when Mashiach will come, the sea will also split. There's a Pasuk. It says, not this sea, a different sea. It says in the Pasuk, if that the Nahar Pras will be split in seven paths, and the Eden will go through it, and then they'll go into Eretz Yisrael. But are you saying that there will be ten knuckles or not? No, I don't say there's ten makas, but there are going to be similarities that certain things... Like for example, it says in the Medrash that um, that Moshe Rabbeinu, after he told the Yidden he's taking him out of Mitzrayim, he was hidden for six months. Hmm. Some say three months, some say six months. It's based on a pasuk, Daima Daidi Litzvi, that Moshe Rabbeinu is compared to a deer. A deer, when it runs in the forest, you see it, and then you don't see it anymore. Then you see it again, and then you don't see it anymore. Why? Because they zigzag between the trees. 
So it says the same with Moshe. First he came and he appeared, and he disappeared. Then he came again. So that happened with Moshe Rabbeinu. It doesn't say in Chumash, but in the Medrash it says that. So it says in the Medrash that the same will be with Mashiach. He'll also appear, then he'll become hidden, and then he'll appear again. So we, that means that there'll be a similarity. Or another thing, is a famous, famous letter that was publicized by the Chobetz Chaim, that, that before Mashiach comes, he was very much into Mashiach. He said, before Mashiach comes, we'll surely see people that are leaders of Israel, and they'll be telling us that Mashiach is coming, and there'll be people that won't believe. They're going to have issues. They're not saying they don't believe in Mashiach, but they don't believe it's happening now. And he says, why? Because it's going to be the same, like in Mitzrayim, just like in Mitzrayim when Moshe Rabbeinu came. Not everybody believed. When Mashiach comes, also not everybody's going to believe. Because the Pesach says, I'll show you wonders like when you went out of Egypt. That means there'll be a similarity between going out of this Golis and that Golis. So the Rebbe is now going to point to one of the miracles that are happening today, how it's similar to the miracles that happened when the Yidin went out of Mitzrayim. Which miracle? Next page. Bez. doesn't say that it'll be, by the way, it'll be similar in everything, in certain things there'll be similarity. These miracles that happen when you know Mitzrayim, you see it more openly in the Chaydish Nisan. Because it says, Benisan Nigalu, Yidun went out of Mitzrayim in Nisan, and in the future, Golas will also go out in the month of Nisan. Because the word Nisan itself is from the word Nais. Not only that, Nisan is spelled with two Nunin. So the Gemara says, if someone has a dream, and in his dream he sees the word Nisan, Gemara Barachas brings here the, uh, the source, if he sees the word Nisan, that means miracles of miracles will happen to him. So that's Bechlau, in the month of Nisan. The second half of the month. In other words, the first half of the month is also Nisan and miracles. But once the second half of the month starts, the 15th, then it's even more conducive for miracles. Especially this year. that The whole year is called Shnasa Renan of Lois. And the first day of Pesach comes out on Shabbos. Like this year also. That Shabbos in itself is Cherus. Shabbos is a day that a person is supposed to be like free from Malacha. Not even Malacha is Echol Nefesh. Yontif, there's no Malacha. But you still cook food for Yontif. Shabbos, you don't even have that Malacha. Everything is supposed to be all ready and you have nothing to worry about. No anxiety. Kol Malach Tuchasuyam. So So certainly after the first seven days of Pesach, the eighth day of Pesach in Chutz Loretz, that most Yidin are in Chutz Loretz, the Rebbe is saying the later days in the month of Pesach, Yantu Pesach, and the later days in the month are even more conducive for Geula. Yom Machreinu the Chag Pesach. Even in Pesach itself, the later days of Pesach are, in terms of Geula, are even higher than the first days. How's that? 
we know that there's two Inyanim in Pesach. One Inyan in Pesach is, we remember, going out of Mitzrayim. But Pesach is also the time to strengthen our Muna in Gula. As soon as we start the Seder, how do we start the Seder? We say, Hey Lach And then we say, This year we're here, next year we'll be in Yerushalayim. This year we're slaves, next year we'll be free. So it's not just about what happened in Mitzrayim, we're also talking about what's going to happen. And how do we finish the Seder, the last words of the whole Seder? L'shan Abob, Yerushalayim. So really, all of Pesach is about two things, but there's a difference. The first days of Pesach, the main focus is Yitzhak Mitzrayim. The last days of Pesach, the main focus is the Gula through Mashiach. And that's why the last day of Pesach is Sudas Mashiach. And we read the Haftar of Yeshaya, that's all about Mashiach. Because the last days are more of a focus on that. So if this is the way it is, the later days of Pesach, it continues today's after Pesach. When the Rebbe is speaking here, it's after Pesach. It's the 26th day of Nisan. You don't say Tachnun, which means it's still a continuation of Pesach. Everything goes by the end. So the end is even more the Indian of Geula. The reading of the Torah this week, that week, is Parsha Shmini. It's very interesting. You end up reading Shmini eight times. Why eight times? Because you read it before Pesach. Then on Pesach you don't read it because it's Yantav. Then you read it again. And then you read it Monday, you read it Thursday, you read it Shabbos to Mincha. Then you read the whole Parsha. So it comes out, you end up reading Shmini eight times. So there's a famous word that when you read Shmini, Shmeina Pamim, it'll be Shana Shmeina. When you read Shmini eight times, Shmini means eight, and Shmini also means fat. In this context, fat means like the cream of the crop, the best. So it'll be a very good year. So now we're at the end of Nisan. We're standing at the end of the eighth time as we're reading Parsha Shmini. And in general, what's the difference between number seven and number eight? Seven represents nature. Eight represents Lamaila Mahateva. And uh, this is brought down from the Rajba. The Rajba writes, the Rajba was a big Makubal. So he writes that, that uh, eight is Lamaila Meshivis Yimaya Hekev the Maisabreshes, Seder Ateva. The cycle of nature is seven. That's why the world is created in seven days. When we want to go to that level which is beyond nature, that's the number eight. And that's why we find that the base, the Shmishkan, was established on the eighth day of, of, uh, of when they started. It wasn't the eighth day of the month. It wasn't the eighth day of the week. But it was the eighth day from when they started, not on the seventh day. So eight represents the Mailam Ateva. Rebbe also brings down that it says that in the base of Migdash they had musical instruments. So the kinner has seven strings. When Mashiach will come, it will have eight strings. Because seven is nature, and when Mashiach comes, it will be above nature. So this is all connected to Gula. So now that the Rebbe is bringing out this idea, the whole month is Gula, where do we see something going on today that reflects, and it's similar to what happened in Egypt? This is Gimel. 
There's a minig, it's brought down in Shulchan Aruch, that the Shabbos before Pesach, you say the Haggadah. Why do we say the Haggadah? Because when the Eden went out of Mitzrayim, there was a big miracle that happened that Shabbos. What was the miracle? The miracle was, L'makim Mitzrayim B'chareim. These words are from Tillim. It's in the Haidu. L'makim Mitzrayim B'chareim, Kiel Eilam Chazdei. And what does it mean? It's not talking about Makas B'chareim. This means something else. When the Eden went to Mitzrayim, uh, Pare was told in advance that the next Makah is that the B'chiris will be killed. So the B'chiris came to Pare and they demanded, they made a protest. They demanded that they go, let the Jews go because otherwise the B'chiris will be killed. And Pare refused. So they made a revolution. There was a civil war. The B'chiris got together, thousands of B'chiris, and they fought with the government. As a result of it, so many people got killed. So not only is it a nest, but the Alter Rebbe writes in Shulchan Aruch that this nest was the beginning of the miracles of Mitzrayim. So it started off with the Makkah Mitzrayim of Chereim. Yeah, if you think about it, yeah. whenever the perturbations and, and the social uh, upheavals, Yidin are the first ones to get it from both sides, as was during the Civil War in Russia. Right. And here, apparently, <laughs> it's listed as something positive. Apparently, the Egyptians got it. First. There was the level. The, the, the level of miracle was that Yidin, right. who was supposed to be the first victims right. on both sides, didn't take casualties. Oh, so let's see what it says here. Shedavke b'chayim Mitzrayim atzmam, not just Egypt, but the b'chayim of Mitzrayim. B'chayim means the elite of the Egyptians. Hikus haMitzrayim, away from the makedavke. Leila didn't kill them. That's interesting. It says Leila Hoyrig. They didn't destroy all the Egyptians. They killed some of them, but not all of them. But mainly was the Maka. When the people were, were beaten but not killed, what happened was they came to the recognition that, that Yidin have to leave Mitzrayim, and then they themselves chased Yidin out of Mitzrayim. So in other words, we find that the miracles of Mitzrayim began with Lamak Mitzrayim of Chareim. That the Mitzrayim itself were beating the Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim. Achakach, and then, a few days, this was, that was Yud Nisan. Like today is Yud, this was Yud Nisan. Achakach, B'yem Chamish, Hoysa B'Nisan, the 15th of Nisan, Hoysa Yitzis Mitzrayim B'Peil, V'dav K'beim Matechzak Mitzrayim Al-Om Lamar L'Shalchem, Egypt, did everything to send the Eden away. B'shalach parisam, Bnei Yisrael yotzu b'shleimus b'rechush godli. Eden went out with great wealth. Kasmum mizhavim itam, v'hinaslas mitzrayim kleizav v'kleikasa. They took out vessels of gold and vessels of silver, and even things that they didn't ask them. The Egyptians said to them, "Go take it. You can borrow it." V'ad agmar basim d'itzis mitzrayim, and then the culmination of itzis mitzrayim was seven days later. Kriyas yamsuf. Even after the Eden went out of Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim was such a strong clipper, they were still strong, and they were still in their full force. And they chased after the Eden. And the Eden was still afraid of the Egyptians. But once the Egyptians round, not one of them was left, except for one person, Chutz mi Echad, which is Pare Melech Mitzrayim, 
And later he became the Melech. And why was he left to be lived? That he should see the miracles. He should see how his country was defeated and his power was defeated. And that he sees that the Abishter is the one who is the emissary God. So he was actually the king of Ninveh later that did Shuva. Because he remembered what happened in Mitzrayim. So basically, this was the first thing, the first step of Yitzhak Mitzrayim was that the Egyptians themselves were beaten by the Bechir Mitzrayim. So the Rebbe is saying, regarding the Persian Gulf War, that's what we witnessed then. Not Stam, that Iraq, who was threatening the Yidden, were defeated, but that the Bechirim of Mitzrayim, they themselves were the ones to defeat Iraq, and that is uh, a reflection of what happened when the Yidden went out of Mitzrayim. So from David and on, the Rebbe goes in to describe how the Bechirim of Mitzrayim attacked Mitzrayim, meaning Iraq, that was in our generation. This was this is a threat to the Yidden, Iraq, because he was threatening to destroy Yerushalayim. Today we have a new one. It's called Iran, but then it was Iraq, and the Iran will have the same ending as Iraq. It will be mm-hmm. just another miracle, just another yanta for Yidden, another miracle to talk about in Yerush Hashem. But the Rebbe is saying that what happened was that not the Yidden fought. It was an amazing thing. They were attacking Yidden, but Yidden didn't shoot, and Yidden didn't fight. All the other nations, they were the ones that were beating them, and they ended up defeating them, because this was a fulfillment of the Nebuah, the Makam Atzerayim and Kareim. Next time we'll go into from Dalit. Not yeah. quite. Israelis were... Israelis, uh, Israelis were doing black ops. Not officially, but they were doing black ops deep inside Iraq. But we're talking about no, but officially. They, they, affi- they were not sending armies in. They, they you know all the hidden secrets of the military. <laughs> okay, well, I won't ask you how. Okay. <laughs> Who said they didn't have, they had to go there? They did. They did. There were teams that went in there, but in, it was quantitatively it was insignificant to what uh, the the allies, so-called allies, the Bechorim of Mitzrayim, were doing. Yeah. Well, uh, they were. If if you were to think about it, uh, Bush Senior was a Soin the Yisrael and the son of Soin the Yisrael, and yet he he engineered the whole thing to take down Nebuchadnezzar. Right, and uh, they and they asked the Yid not to do anything. Right, and he he, he begged actually. <laughs> well, we read right before that it says here that before the war started, they had eighteen thousand hospital beds ready, America. 65 facilities staffed by 41,000 medical prof- uh, personnel because they were expecting Rahman of land 20,000 casualties. So we see what kind of miracle there was. And at Israel was surely a miracle, Shane Kameyu, that uh, 39 missiles fell and it hit buildings. And hit buildings. And people inside. And collapsed yeah, and collapsed yeah, buildings. And, and nobody died like, from that. One the, person died. They just, they just o- only the ones who didn't lose the, the ones who had the gas mask on suffocated right there. I think one of the most important things is to realize that not to judge things we look on the national if if you're not us, if you ask